is causing friction. This is the podcast where we get a little uncomfortable, a little awkward on our journey of healing through mindfulness and becoming self-aware. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that all of last week I was hit with a pretty intense bout of depression and this one was a little bit intense and I really spoke on my stories more about seasonal depression and how it is creeping up now that summer has come to an end. So let's talk about it. I think what triggered my episode last week was kind of the sad realization that summer's over and I probably would start to see the people that I loved a lot less and it frightened me. It frightened me because I just knew that my mental health would be directly affected by, one, the lack of sun, lack of being outdoors because Canada. Two, end of summer just means end of socializing and end of a lot of fun. But something else that really came to me during this reflection was the past two winters, we were locked inside and we couldn't see a single person. So naturally, as we head into this winter, I'm going to have a lot of confused feelings and be scared that the past two years are just going to repeat themselves. So I'm scared of the isolation, that deep sense of loneliness and confusion and sadness and despair. And there's just so many emotions and uncertainty that my mental health declined rapidly once winter had hit. And for those who suffer with seasonal depression, you know this feeling all too well. But for some reason, this season, this cooler season approaching us just feels different. And I don't know if I can fully explain it, but there's something that just feels different about this winter. And I think partially it feels different because of the isolation the past two winters. It forced me to face those suppressed emotions that maybe I wasn't ready to face. And that's intimidating. Now I can say on the other side of it that that I'm glad, despite how much pain that I went through, I'm glad that that happened. Who knows how long I could have just kept suppressing those feelings and emotions. It could have kept going for years and ignoring trauma and pain, but who knows where I would have ended up. And this week's episode, I just want to talk about it. I want to talk about all of it. I want to talk about prepping for the cooler season, about being proactive, creating a plan. And the reason why is to essentially help us gain control and give us a sense of being in control of our own mind. Because when we have control, we are empowered. And when you're depressed or you're in an episode, you don't feel like you're in control of your emotions or your own brain. So for me, the first step is always awareness. Okay, so I look at the fact that the colder months always hit me hard. No matter how happy I am or fulfilled I am with life, it hits me hard. So I need to face that and accept that. And I think it's important to note that the longer that you're trying to maintain that summer high and ignore the impending change that's about to occur, the harder that this reality is really going to hit you. And what we can do is express our gratitude for those warmer months, for that sunshine, and everything that it did do for our mental health. But also, analyzing what was it about summer specifically, aside from warm weather and aside from sun, that made you incredibly happy and fulfilled. So for me, that was getting out of the house to do any kind of activity. So instead of saying that there is nothing to do this winter and that you're going to be stuck inside, what are activities that you can possibly do in the cooler months? If you think about it, you can pretty much do almost every single thing that you were doing in the summer. 
for me at least, that included going to restaurants, going to cafes, there are museums, there's art galleries. There are actually so many activities that I did indoors during the summer. And for some reason, I automatically just discredit them in the winter. But why? And what I've realized is that's the association with good weather. I associate good weather with freedom. And I know that I'm not the only person who thinks or feels this way. It's like the second that leaves start to fall and everyone immediately says, okay, time to hibernate. (laughs) And for those who suffer from mood disorders, you can't really just hibernate. Those who don't suffer from mood disorders, maybe you can hibernate and maybe you can thrive. But it's not really the case for those who do suffer with mood disorders. We feel trapped. We feel stuck. We sometimes feel small or claustrophobic. And that can lead us to feeling the sense of almost doom. Oh no, summer is over. The fun is over. My social life is over. But it's not over. It's just slightly decreased. And maybe now that we have started on this mindfulness journey, we can really see that as a opportunity. Instead of black and white thinking, maybe we can see a gray area that is winter and the silver lining of the cooler weather. We could potentially see it as some more time for slower self-care, for comfort food, for saving money, for an opportunity to be home and connect with your space and make it a sanctuary. Or maybe that means being home and connecting more with family. Or if you live with a partner or a roommate, connecting and building a stronger bond with that person. Or better yet, connecting and building a stronger bond with yourself. And people listening with seasonal depression, I know you're probably like, yeah, 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 I get it. (laughs) But do you? Do you actually get it? Okay, you're registering it, but are you implementing it? Or are you still finding yourself every single winter with that black and white thinking that summer is over, so now my life is over? The one thing with mindfulness is that we all need a little, sometimes big, reminder. We get caught up in our day-to-day lives, we get stuck inside our own heads, and we just forget that there's other perspectives and other lives that we actually can live. And that's why I am here. I want to be your voice of reason and that little reminder. Also, I am that reminder to myself. (laughs) So aside from shifting our mindset from black and white thinking, what else can we do? I mentioned slow self-care. And what that means for me right now, while I'm trying to be proactive and prep for cooler weather, That means trying to almost get ahead of my depression. So before I may become too depressed to deep clean a space, I can do that now. Or maybe before I kind of feel that sense of despair and I don't want to book a therapy session and I start to procrastinate because I know that things get harder on the holidays, maybe I can book multiple sessions now and prepare. Maybe because I'm going to be thinking that I'm fine right now, I don't really need to book a session but I really need to look at my own history and my patterns. I know the closer that I get to Thanksgiving or Christmas, the more not okay that I'm going to be. So booking them in advance, even if I feel okay right now, and guess what? If I still feel okay come the day of my appointment, and I really, really believe that I do not need it, I can change the date, or I can cancel, or I can still go. Maybe something will come up in that session that I've been hiding from myself or suppressing and I can face something else and further my healing. When you get to a certain level of self-awareness where you do see your patterns, you become so much more capable of making these kinds of proactive decisions. And if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. 
this takes so much practice. And I really want to encourage you that if you're someone who feels that their emotions are heightened around holidays or your mental health is extremely affected by the weather, take a look at your schedule and where you can fit in necessary time to take care of yourself. And if that doesn't look like therapy for you, what does it look like? Or maybe this is a good opportunity to try therapy after the past two years we just had. And maybe that'll open a door for you to learn your own patterns because while you've been on this healing journey, maybe you just feel stuck and that you're not really progressing as much as you would like. Combating depression, seasonal or not, all about gaining some kind of control over your emotions and over your mind. And while we're talking right now about, you know, controlling mindset, shifting from black and white thinking from summer is over, my life is over, what about the other half? So I suggest for learning how to regulate or control your emotions, listen to last week's episode. I go through everything emotional regulation from learning your reactionary phases, um, whether you're all heart or all head, and why we can't seem to regulate emotions as adults due to maybe some needs that weren't met as children. So listen to last week's episode. I linked in the show notes or even just go back one episode. It's right there. So now that we have an understanding of maybe our seasonal depression triggers and how to be proactive, let's talk about the fact that sometimes none of this is going to work anyways. So you booked your therapy for three months in advance. You schedule the workout class weekly to get yourself out of the house to see people to stay active. Maybe you book tickets to a really cool show in December that you're looking forward to and it gives you a sense of excitement for the winter. Maybe you've done all that and you're depressed anyways. You did all the steps, you did all the work, but you still can't help but to feel like shit. To that, I want to say you're not alone. Depression doesn't have a rhyme or reason. And that's the harsh truth about living with it. You can do all of this hard work and you can feel like you're setting yourself up for success and still fail. You can still feel sad. You can still feel hopeless. And just know that you should be so incredibly proud of all of those steps you took, no matter the outcome. Because maybe you wouldn't have done that the time before. And just because that it didn't work this time doesn't mean that it won't work the next. And I want to encourage you to not blame yourself for a single second. And do not think that you did actually fail. Because you know what? You tried. And we cannot win every single battle. But you can definitely win that war. And when you feel like you're losing, maybe just take a sick day. And I mean that, like actually take a sick day. Treat your mental health as if it is just as important as your physical health. Rest. Get lots of sleep. Eat those nourishing meals with lots of vitamins that maybe were lacking from the warmer weather and from the sunshine. I think that the best thing I read on social media all week was someone giving that exact advice. And I am going to repeat it time and time again all winter. And it really could not be more true. We downplay the severity of our mental well-being because people just can't see it. So start treating your mental health like your physical health. And let's see what happens. You're going to start to see compassion. You're going to start to see love. And you're going to start to give yourself so much patience to give better. And the patience that you give your brain instead of blame for not working properly, in turn, is going to create a safe space for you to feel the way that you feel. And as a final reminder, I just want to say that if the past two winters in isolation have taught us anything, heading into this winter, please take away from it that even if you are physically alone, 
you are physically isolated. You are not actually alone. And if you are feeling deep bouts of sadness, reach out. Vocalize it with a family member, with a friend, a professional. Just do not internalize it and think that you have to go through that battle by yourself. And with that, I'm going to end the podcast there. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourself as the winter starts. You are worthy and you are loved. And I will see you next time.